inshallah, I'll invite Mufti Miraj Iqbal uh, to the podium, please. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen. Sayyidina wa habibina wa nabiyina wa maulana Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لما تقولون ما لا تفعلون كبر مقتا عند الله أن تقولوا ما لا تفعلون عن أنس بن مالك رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مررت ليلة أسري بي على قوم تقرض شفاهم بمقاريض من نار قال قلت من هؤلاء قالوا خطباء من أهل الدنيا كانوا يأمرون الناس بالبر وينسون أنفسهم وهم يتلون الكتاب أفلا تعقلون After that heavy lunch, I don't know how many of us, I mean, I'll be awake. I don't know how many of you will be awake. I hope everyone had some tea, if that keeps you awake. <clears throat> the topic of practicing what we tell others to do. This is something each and every one of us faces every day. Because as we have been hearing, the responsibility of ours is to enjoin people towards good and forbid them from evil. All of us, we do that in our own ways. Some of us more than others. And some of them we might not notice and they might be doing it more than us and each of us faces a time when we might do something which we told someone else not to do It happens to all of us. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a hadith, Kullu bani Adam That every human being, he commits sins, he makes mistakes. When 
we are telling someone to do something or stopping them from doing something which they're not supposed to do. And we ourselves are not doing that. Or we are doing something which we're telling other people to stop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَبُرَ مَقْتًا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَن تَقُولُوا مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like that you tell people to do what you yourself do not follow. There's a hadith which is narrated in Sahih al-Bukhari narrated by Sayyidina Usama ibn Zayd radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, يُجَاءُ بِالرَّجُلِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ A person will be brought on the Day of Judgment. فَيُلْقَى فِي النَّارِ He'll be thrown in the fire of hell. فَتَنْدَلِقُ أَقْتَابُهُ فِي النَّارِ All his intestines will be out, out of his body. فَيَدُورُ كَمَا يَدُورُ الْحِمَارُ بِرَحَاهِ And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that this person will be going around his intestines just like the donkey goes around a water mill. I'm sure most of us have seen in the olden days, the way they used to water farms is they used to have an animal going around a well. And that used to make the water come out of the well and distribute it amongst, um, amongst the land, along the land. So Rasulullah said, just like you see that donkey going around that water mill or that well, this person, because all of his intestines will be out into the fire, this person will be going around and around his own intestines. Then Rasulullah said, فَيَجْتَمِعُوا أَهْلُ النَّارِ عَلَيْهِ The people of fire will gather around him. فَيَقُولُونَ They will say, يَا فُلَانَ مَا شَأْنُكَ What happened to you? أَلَيْسَ كُنْتَ تَأْمُرُ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَانَا عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ Are you not the same person who used to tell us to do good and stop us from doing evil? Well, this person will say, كُنْتُ آمُرُكُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَلَا آتِهِ That I used to tell you to do good, I never did it myself. وَأَنْهَاكُمْ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَآتِهِ And I used to stop you from committing evils, and I used to do them myself. Very severe hadith. If we look at ourselves, put this to the side. If I were to tell you, come for salah, how come I do not see you in the masjid? How come you're never, never there for salatul fajr? And then you come once and you not see me there, what will you say? What is the first word that comes to your mind? Look at this hypocrite. That's the first word that will come to your mind. That this person, he's been telling me for the past week that how come you're not there for salah in the masjid? And the day I come, this person is not there. Even when we look at the literal meaning of hypocrite, literal, literally, when we look, pick up any dictionary, maybe American Webster, the literal meaning is hypocrite is a person who pretends to have admirable principles, beliefs, or feelings, but behaves otherwise. This is the literal meaning of a munafiq. 
So this person who's telling other people to do good, and he himself is not doing that. Or he's stopping people from doing something which is haram and forbidden in Islam, and he himself is doing it. This person, you can call him a munafiq. When, when I think about this, the word munafiq, um, in our terms, we have the munafiqeen of at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A munafiq used to be at that time a person who accepted Islam just to show the Muslims that he was a Muslim, but actually he had hatred for Islam in his heart. But he still came for salah. He would be with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he was supposed to be. He would follow all the ahkam of sharia. Now we take our time that we hope all of us have the belief that we should in our hearts. But do we follow those beliefs? Our situation is exactly the opposite. I don't know if you will call that munafiq or not. A person, because at the time of Rasulullah they do not have the iman, but they have the amal. Nowadays we have the iman, but we do not have the amal. What is there that is stopping us from coming to the masjid for any salah? Salatul Fajr, we do not get up. But when it's 7 o'clock, we're up. I'm late for work. We're looking for our things. Telling our wife to get, get, get my shoes, get my socks. I'm late. Did, that, did it ever happen then when we wake up at 6.30 and Salatul Fajr ends at 6.15, we say, oh, I missed my Salatul Fajr today. We come home after work. Salatul Dhuhr is gone. It's time for Salatul Asr. We did not even pray Salatul Dhuhr. We say, let me relax for a little bit. Then I'll pray Salatul Asr. This is a deception of Shaytan. Shaytan, he always gives us false hopes that we will do something in the future. And he will stop us from doing a little bit now. A person, he will say, let me pray Salatul Fajr. He makes full intention and he goes to sleep. And when his alarm rings, he says, oh, when I wake up, I'll pray Salatul Fajr and also pray, I'll also pray for Raka'az Nafil. Or when a person says, let me recite a little bit of Quran. But he says, I'm, I'm a little tired now. Let me go to sleep for a little bit and wake up and recite more. I'll be, I'll be able to recite more. This is the deception of shaitan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He makes it clear in the Quran. He says, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ That the munafiqeen, they will be in the lowest part of Jahannam. We cannot even take a small fire of this world. Rasulullah said the fire of the hereafter will be 70 times severe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, وَلَن تَجِدَ لَهُمْ نَصِيرًا that you will not find 
any helper for these munafiqeen. But there is hope for us yet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next ayah, He says, Except for those who repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who? Repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always looking for an excuse to forgive us. He says, you come a little bit and I'll come more. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith that the doors of tawbah are not closed until the sun rises from the west. The mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so vast that we cannot even imagine it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِلَّا Except for those who repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith that I was mentioning, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كُلُّ بَنِي آدَمَ That every human being, he commits sins. All of us, every day. Just think about the past 24 hours. From yesterday 3.30 till today 3.30. Did we miss any salah? Okay, I can see. How many of us prayed our salah on time? How much of the Quran did we recite? How much of the hukuk that we had upon our families or upon our relatives that we did not fulfill? How much of the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did we do? And the topic of this convention, how many times did when we saw something wrong, we stopped it? Or how many times when we could have told someone to do something good, we did not? This is just the last 24 hours. Now take the last week the last month, the last year. When we are so far away from deen, that the basic and the foremost obligation in Islam, in Sharia, which is Salah, we miss it left and right. I cannot come to the masjid because I have work. After work, I have to go home. I have rights of my family. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more right over us than our families. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الخالق Whenever, whenever there is the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in anything, you cannot listen to anybody else. You're praying salah. Your mother calls you. If you're praying nafil salah, you can break your salah and go. In the fuqaha, they say that if you're praying first salah, you cannot break your salah. Because the first salah is the haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The foremost, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, the coolness of my eyes lies in salah. Do we feel that coolness when we stand up in salah? He mentioned the story. We're praying and we're thinking about everything else except for what we're doing at that moment. Once a person came to Imam Abu Hanifa he said, I had some treasure, I had some money, and I hid it somewhere in the house, and now I cannot find it. I forgot where I put it. Imam Abu Hanifa told him, go and pray salah. 
go pray two rak'ah salah. This person went and prayed two rak'ah salah. He came back, he said, I still don't remember where it is. He said, go pray two more rak'ahs. He went, he prayed two more rak'ahs, he came back, he said, I still don't know where it is. Imam Hanifa rahmatullah said, go pray hundred rak'ahs. He goes and he starts and the first rak'ah he remembers where it is. He came back and he said, now I remember. He said, that shaitan came and reminded you where he was because he did not want you to pray those hundred rak'ahs. Once, a sheikh, he missed his salatu tahajjud. You know, people, they, they were not like us. When we miss salatu fajr, we say, oh, I can make it up. And we get up and, you know, do two sit-ups and we say, oh, salat al-fajr is done, I made up for it. These people, they, they knew the value of, of salah. And this was not even first salah, this was salat al-tahajjud. He missed the salah. And the next day, he cried so much. The whole day, that, Ya Allah, I missed salat al-tahajjud after so many years. How can I ever make up for this salah that I missed? He's crying and crying and crying the whole day. He goes to sleep the next night. Time for salat al-tahajjud, there's someone waking him up. He's scared, he gets up, he says, who are you? He said, I'm shaitan. Shaitan, why are you waking me up for, for tahajjud? He said, because the repentance that you made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was more in virtue than you praying Salat al How many times did we cry when we missed the Salat? How many times did we sit by ourselves and think about the transgressions that we have committed against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator and our provider, our sustainer? Did we ever sit down and close our eyes and say, Ya Allah, you have given me everything that I ever wanted and I ever needed and I still disobey you. Ya Allah, forgive me for the sins that I commit against you. The ulama say even a small thing, when a person does it, thinking that it's just a minor sin, it becomes a major sin. Because he has the audacity to go against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And over here we commit major sins and we do not even think of it. Coming back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ تَابُوا وَأَصْلَحُوا وَأَعْتَصَمُوا بِاللَّهِ Except for those who repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember, this is, we're talking about the munafiqeen. In the, the ayah right before this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they will be in the deepest part of hell. And right in the next ayah, look at the mercy and the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that except for those who repent, if they repent, I will forgive. And when hadith comes that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to create the heavens and the earth, he wrote in his book which he has with him, on his throne, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did he write? Inna rahmati sabaqat ghadabi. That my rahmah has surpassed my anger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is his rahim, his kareem. He's always looking for, for us to, to forgive. 
We just have to, to just turn a little bit towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you'll see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turns our life around. Just a little bit. Try it. Sit down. And we make firm intention that from now on, I'm going to pray all my salah with jama'ah in the masjid. And try for a few days. It will be hard in the beginning. Because shaitan, he does not want you to do that. Shaitan. Rasulullah said, Inna shaytana yajri min al-insani majraddam. The shaitan, he goes in a person's body, travels in a person's body, just, just as blood in his veins. Shaitan is so close to us. He does not want us turning even a little bit towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever we try, he turns us away towards the dunya. But if, but, uh, that's why when uh, Rasulullah he said, for 40 days, a person who prays salah with jama'ah, with takbiratul ula. First, in the masjid, with jama'ah, and with takbiratul ula, the first takbir. When the imam says, Allahu Akbar, this person says, Allahu Akbar. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I, I guarantee this person free from nifaq. Look at what is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam guaranteeing? That this person is free from nifaq. Why? Because this person who has prayed 40 days salah with jama'ah, with takbiratul ula, insha'Allah, now he will never miss his salah. Now, because we do not have the, the, the importance of it, when we miss it, we say we can always make up for it. But when a person does it for a long time, when he misses his fajr, he realizes what he missed. When he's outside, somewhere, doing something, it might be important. Not that it's not important, his heart is stuck in the masjid. That it's time for salah, I should be in the masjid, what am I doing here? When Rasulullah talks about the seven people who will be under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on, on the day of judgment, one of the, one of the people, one of the kinds of people that Rasulullah said, he said, A person whose heart is always attached to the masjid. Nowadays, we come into the masjid, we can't wait to leave. Forget about thinking about masjid when we're outside. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is a beautiful hadith about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is narrated by Sayyiduna ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. He says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which means this is a hadith of Qudsi, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Inna Allah kataba al-hasanati wa sayyiat. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written the good deeds and the bad deeds. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, these are the good deeds, these are the hasanat, and these are the sayyiat, the sins. Thumma bayyana dhalik. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He explained the good deeds and the bad deeds. When you don't pray salah, this is the sin you get. When you do pray salah, this is the good deed that you get, or this is the reward that you get. So everything is explained to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيِّئَاتِ ثُمَّ بَيَّنَ ذلك. So all the details are there. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا A person, he makes an intention for doing a good deed. For example, this person goes to sleep at night and he says, I'll wake up for Salatul Tahajjud, inshaAllah. He puts his alarm clock for, 
4.30, 5 o'clock. That I will get up, pray Salatul Tahajjud, then I'll go to the Masjid to pray Salatul Fajr, then I'll come back and go to sleep or go to work, whatever. فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةً A person, he makes intention for good deed. فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا For some reason, he could not do it. He pressed snooze, he kept on pressing snooze, he turned off his alarm clock, or it just rang right through him. Happens some, to some people, I know. فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا For any reason whatsoever, he could not do it, that good deed, whatever he made intention for. That's just an example that I'm giving. You can take it, any, you can take it in any way. For example, he said that I will give sadaqah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because I'm going to get some extra money from somewhere. And he said, out of that, I'm going to give $100 in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as sadaqah. For any reason, he could not do it. He, something else came up, some extra expense which he was not expecting. And he had to give it in that. He could not do it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes a complete good deed for this person. He did not even do that good deed. Just because he made that intention of doing it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the reward of a complete good deed. That's not it. After that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةً He made intention of doing something good. فَعَمِلَهَا and he actually does it. He said, I was go I'm going to get up for tahajjud, inshallah. He will get up and he gets up for tahajjud. And he prays salat tahajjud. He said, I'm going to give that hundred dollars. And when, when, when he gets that extra money, he gives that hundred dollars for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ عَشَرَ حَسَنَاتٍ إِلَىٰ سَبْعِمِيَةِ ضِعْفٍ إِلَىٰ أَضْعَافٍ كَثِيرًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him at least ten good deeds. Because it comes in the Quran also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that every good deed that a person does, he gets 10. So 10 is definite. Up to 700. Up to 700. Because uh, of the Quran, of course, uh, the ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions. That those people who spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The one dollar that they spend is like a seed A seed And this one seed grows seven stalks of wheat or barley So now that one turned into seven that's not, that's not just 10. After that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ Now in each stock of that, that seed, there are 100 seeds. So now that becomes 700. So now one dollar that you spend, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the reward of spending 700 dollars. So this is where this hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains, that he makes intention of doing something good and he actually does it. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him 10, reward of 10 times, or up to 700 times because of this ayah, and even more than that because right after that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more if he wishes. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not like us. When we give $100, we say, oh, I had $3,500, now I gave away 
$100, now I only have $3,400. Because to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, He gave an example when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He saw the dead body of an animal on the side of the road. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that if this world and whatever it contains, everything in this world was equivalent to even a wing of a mosquito in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not give a drop of water to any kafir. So this, this world is not even equal to a, a wing of a mosquito in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to giving, He just looks at us and He says, here, take, take, take. But, a person has to change himself. Not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, okay, here, we have to say that, Ya Allah, give it to me. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give it. Continuing the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِسَيِّئَةٍ Now the other side. Good deed, he made intention, he did not do it, he gets reward. He does it, he gets more reward. Now on the other hand, if a person makes an intention for a sin, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from that. But he says, I'm going to do this sin. And he did not do it. Whatever that sin might be. And he did not do it for the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not write that sin. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes a good deed for this person. So you may intention of not, of doing a sin, but you do not do it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a reward, and then, وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِهَا فَعَمِلَهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ سَيِّئَةً وَاحِدًا And if a person makes intention of committing a sin, and he actually, he actually does it, not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the sin of seven times, or ten times, or seventy times, or seven hundred times, no. كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً وَاحِدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he writes one sin in his account. Look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith that I recited in the beginning, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, which is narrated by Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, and it is narrated in Musnad Ahmad. He says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَرَةُ لَيْلَةَ أُسْرِيَ بِي عَلَىٰ قَوْمٍ تُقْرَضُ شِفَاهُهُمْ بِمَقَارِضَ مِنْ نَارٍ to the heavens, he's talking about Mi'raj when Rasulullah was taken. He said, I passed by some people whose lips were being cut with scissors of fire. Rasulullah there are a lot of, lot of different people that he passed by. And one of the people that he passed by, one type of people, he said, I saw some people, their lips were being cut with scissors made of fire. Rasulullah he asked, Man ha'ula, who are these people? The angels replied, Qutaba'u min ahli dunya. These are the speakers, so-called speakers of the dunya. You know, when we say, oh, I'm a speaker, I speak in, you know, in such big gatherings, such large gatherings, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the angels replied that these are khutaba'u min ahli dunya, these are the speakers of the world. They used to tell people to do good. And they never used to practice upon it themselves. Even though they have all the details in the book, the Quran, which they read, did they not understand? Whatever we tell, whatever we preach, 
whatever we explain. First, we have to do it ourselves because you, you've been hearing speeches all day. The, that's how the Islam is spread, through the akhlaq. They see us doing what we're supposed to and doing what we told them to do and staying away from what we told them to stay away from. Because that is what deen is. Deen is not just when you come to the masjid that uh, you, you start praying and you behave. Deen, Islam, is our way of life. Whatever we do uh, inside the masjid or outside the masjid has to be according to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to do and according to what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us to do and showed us to do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all of us to the right path and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us the ability to practice upon what we pre preach and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all of the ability to understand the Quran and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each and every one of us Jannah without reckoning. Ameen. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.